I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Remembering Rush this Christmas, and in his memory, we'd ask you to continue classes at the Institute of Advanced Conservative Studies in the new year and beyond. I want to talk to you young people out there. I really do. I have, I think, noted on this program on several past occasions that something about uh, the new media, that the, the, the explosion in new media and the effect that it's having on attitudes among young people, and I'm talking about recent college grads, uh, high school students, uh, people that are going to be entering the workforce soon, is this, it's troubling to me, the, all of the MySpace.com pages, uh, uh, MyFace, uh, you know, all of these things, YouTube. Uh, it seems that what drives all of this is something that these, these young people have not lived long enough to learn to cherish. What's driving it is this desire for everybody to know everything about them and the desire, the, the, the desire to maintain some privacy about oneself is being cast aside. And that's, you know, that's not good. Uh, you know, all of your life is not everybody else's business. But what is it that's driving this? What's driving this is in a, in a media world, we clearly live in a media world, is a desire to be heard, a desire to be known, a desire to be seen. Uh, and that all boils down to a desire for fame. Now, we've always had this uh, in our culture and has been typified by Andy Warhol's everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame at one point. But that was not... Something said uh, in a complimentary way. I mean, everybody's going to make a fool of themselves one of these days. We're all going to know it. Uh, it's good if it only happens once for 15 minutes. When you make your life's mission to have everybody know everything about you, you are missing a key ingredient of motivation for success. Now, I, re- I know what you're saying. Some of you young people, what about you? What about you? You're famous. Yeah, but that was never my objective. Uh, and, you know, I don't have any regrets But I'll tell you, I would trade it in a minute, but I can't. But I would gladly get rid of all of this fame. Unfortunately, I can't for a whole host of reasons. 
Number one, I'm in a showbiz business. But the the fame aspect is not it had nothing to do with with getting into this. There are all kinds of motivational uh, ploys that people use. Some are good and some are bad. Uh, I myself have been fired in this in this business seven or eight times. Uh, and there was one time that I thought, okay, I'm going to show these people wrong motivation. Uh, there was one time in my life where I didn't have any money, and I was surrounded by people who had gobs of it. And it made me feel, you know, uh, what this? well, not one of the gang. And so I became focused on earning money. It was miserable. Uh, fortunately, that only lasted for a, a year or maybe two. But the, you know, if you want fame, uh, it's like Billy and Denton said, Denton, Texas, and I think a lot of young people do, which is one of the troubling things about this new media, that everybody can get a little bit of it whenever they want it within some sort of limited audience. But it's not really fame if fellow MySpacers know who you are. You know, it's, it's contained within that universe. But what have you done other than put yourself out there? Have you accomplished anything to get that fame? Have you achieved anything? Is anything about your life noteworthy other than what you've had to tell people? Or is what you've done go beyond your telling people and people realize it? The key... Uh, for for genuine happiness is to set high expectations for yourself in terms of work and achievement, then go 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 go, go uh, meet them, and possibly exceed them, and then all these other ancillary things that uh, that you think you want will fall in place. They'll happen if you if you if the achievement part takes place. Remember when I when I wanted to get in radio when I was twelve, and my motivation was I hated school, I despised it. To me, it was prison, and I would get up every morning with my brother, and my mother would be fixing breakfast, and she had the radio on. The guy on the radio was having fun, and I knew he wasn't in prison, and I knew when he finished his shift at 9 or 10 o'clock, he might have another job to go to, but he wasn't going to go to school. He was running his life. When I was 12, I wanted to run my life. I didn't want to have to be told by a bunch of people, you've got to sit in this room and listen to this stupid lecture on the thousand minor characters of Shakespeare, which I know I'm never going to use the rest of my life. But what about a rounded education? I think my education is pretty rounded. Took care of it myself. I mean, I paid attention to class. I got okay grades uh, in some places, but I hated it. Uh, but, but when I finally got into radio when I was 16... The only thing that drove me was doing it as well as I could, just being the best I could be at it. Uh, that's what drove me, you know, and kept me going by getting fired all these seven or eight times. And we've all been fired. People at Mount anything have been fired. Uh, and uh, we're, all of us who have been fired have all been told by some boss who fired us that we're no good, that we don't have what it takes. Uh, what sustains you through that? Uh, your self-knowledge that you are good. Self-knowledge that you can do it. Self-knowledge that you can excel at it. Not to prove them wrong. It's because of your, 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 your love for what you do. And you're not going to let somebody who fires you, who tells you you're not good or don't have what it takes, you're not going to let them ruin your dream. Now, naturally, you have to have the dream and you have to have the love. You have to find out what it is that you love doing and then go for it. And if you do that, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, I take that back. There'll be drudgery days. But for the most part, doing what you love will never be talked of as work. You'll say, yeah, I got to go to work today. You'll want to. You'll want to go to work. And it, you won't look at it as work. It's where, you, it's where you go to be the best you can be. 
Uh, we all have problems at work. We all have, you know, coworkers and people that are going to snipe at us when we succeed and get on the success track. They're going to be jealous. But, hell, that's part of life. There's nothing new about that. You learn to deal with all these kind of things. But you can't. You can't set out as, as your primary. Well, you can, and you might even achieve it. If you want fame and if you want to be heard, noticed, or seen, you might be able to do it and pull it off. But I will guarantee you you're going to be miserable. Because then your whole existence is dependent on that kind of feedback. Because fame and notoriety are the results of, uh, of things happening to you from others. And they can leave you as quickly as they found you. And then where are you? If you've got no foundation or substance that has generated the notice, the achievement, the, the fame that, that people claim that they want, then you've got nothing to fall back on. This is why I said last week, and I forget what this was about, uh, but uh, the media was taken out after somebody, and it was it was uh, it was relentless. And I said, "This person's in trouble because the media did make them. Their achievement has not made them. And if the media, for example, if other people can make you, in the sense of providing you notoriety and fame, then they can also destroy you. And you don't want to give people that kind of power. You don't want to give people, on the one hand, who love you in the moment and make you famous and so forth." You know how fickle people can be down the road. What if they don't care about you? Then you're not famous anymore. And you don't have any notoriety unless you've got a foundation. So the motivation uh, for anything work-related in life ought to be, A, finding out what it is you love, be honest about it, and then go do it. And if you can't find anybody to pay you to do it, find a way to get paid doing it to pay yourself. Um, You know, a lot of people are doing their hobbies And that's what they love. And I'll bet a lot of you in this audience wish you could find a way to be paid to do your hobby. Because your job is simply something you have to do in order to have money and time for your hobby and for other responsibilities in life that you have. So it really is a gift if you know early on what you want to do and if you have a genuine passion for it. Because that's, that's what drives people who are really good at what they do. It is that desire alone to do it better and better and better. And if it ends up being done better than anybody else has ever done it, then you're in Fat City uh, in all kinds of ways. But most importantly, the self-satisfaction and the inner glow of success and achievement, nobody can take that away from you when it's real. But they can take it away from you if it's phony and artificial. If it's based on you just want to be famous... Well, there are ways to do that, but they're not going to last long. I know a lot of people like this, by the way. I'm not going to mention any names. But I know a lot of people who are simply obsessed with fame. I hear from them now and then. Uh, And I just, it makes me sad. uh, Because I know they're unhappy. They're miserable. They're doing great work. But because others haven't noticed it yet, uh, they're, 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 they're running around feeling miserable. Or maybe they're doing great things and others are getting the credit for it. And they're running around being miserable because they're not being noticed or given the proper credit. If, you li- if, if, if your happiness is going to be defined by the feedback you get from others, uh, if, if your happiness and success is going to be determined by making sure that uh, others are willing to accord you the status that you want rather than earning it, then you're always going to be miserable. Because even when you get the fame without any substance, even if that's what you want, then you're going to be focused on keeping it. And nobody's going to want to be around you. Because you're only going to be thinking about yourself. You're only going to want to talk about yourself when you're with other people. You're only going to want to share your own tales of woe. and Nobody wants to hear that. If you have your own achievements, 
then you have confidence you don't need for other people to know it, or to feel it, or whatever, because it ought to be self-sustaining enough. Besides, all that stuff will happen. All the ancillaries, the feedback and the success or of the success, the feedback, the notoriety to fame, uh, that will accrue if you're in a business where those kinds of things happen. Uh, and, and there are a lot of business where fame does accrue to somebody where you wouldn't consider it to be a business of true fame. It is all based in those people's case on their genuine achievement. So motivation's key. But I've been, I have been concerned for people that are young over this, this quest to just put every aspect of their lives up on various websites on the Internet. Because what it does say is notice me, notice me, notice me. Uh, but notice you for what? Notice you for just being who you are? Well, fine and dandy, but there's no achievement behind it. It's no achievement to put all your data up on some website, have other people read it. Uh, especially when they don't know you. You can lie about yourself and what a great person you are, all these achievements you've had, but who else knows it besides you and the others reading it, and who knows whether they believe it. So it just it bothers me in the sense that it's not, it's not a healthy uh, motivation for, for people to have. And since I care about young people, and I care that, uh, you know, it, like... Really, it really bothered me. Billy in Denton, Texas, he's in a blue funk today, he said, because of the news. And all I would say to you about that is, you know, especially young people don't have the historical perspective, because with all people, our historical perspective begins the day we were born, and things that happened prior to our birth are not as important to us. We're not being taught about them very much. Uh, And so that causes us to think more and more and more about ourselves. But I'll tell you this, do not. Any of, this goes for any and all of you, not just the young people in this massive audience. Do not let the, the, the never-ending drumbeat of catastrophe, apocalypse, doom and gloom that is on virtually every media outlet and in way too many movies, don't let that affect you. You are an American. You live in the United States of America. You live in the most prosperous country the human race has ever produced and known. You have no reason to participate in this doom and gloom and apocalypse. Because for everybody who's participating in it, take a look out there at all the people who aren't. And ask yourself, why aren't they affected? Why, how come some people are happy here? And how come they're doing well? Because they're doing what they love, because they have confidence, and because they know the opportunities that exist in this country. And they're out there trying to access as many as possible rather than getting depressed over what a bunch of stupid idiot socialist liberals in the media are doing and saying and trying to make you feel rotten. Don't give them that kind of power. More coming up right after this. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, a new form of broadcast excellence inspired by Rush on the EIB Network. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. 
That's 25% off at lifelock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. This is the Best of Christmas Show. Looking back with Rush and looking forward with Clay and Buck. People struggle to define conservatism and liberalism and you can, you can make it as complicated as you want. And you can take it to the nth degree uh, if you want. Uh, It's actually a little simpler than it appears. At its root, what is life all about? Life is about people. And life is about relationships. Nostalgia generally reminds you of uh, your, your, your pleasant memories. Very few people go back and have horrible thoughts about nostalgia. You just have those in your nightmares or your dreams unless you've got some kind of problem and dwell on them. But... um, uh, they, when, you, when, when your life is done and you look back at it, the things that you will remember that will have defined you and will have contributed to your happiness are the relationships you've had with people you've loved. From family to friends to spouses to children to whoever. That's, that's what uh, everybody will f- reflect on at the, near the end of their lives. Not what they acquired when. Uh, not when they scored their first touchdown. Not th- th- Those things matter at the time and they're important at the time. But when you reflect on things... That, that's generally what happens. So people and, and working with and, and playing with and dealing with people and interacting with them is, is the fundamental uh, behavioral aspect of humanity. And everything descends from that. Now, conservatism, people who are conservative will look at a culture and look at a society such as ours, and we will have the utmost faith in the individual. We believe that the individual when properly educated and informed and, by the way, unshackled, we believe the individual has the ability to triumph over whatever odds that individual faces. We believe that extraordinary people are simply ordinary people doing extraordinary things. The great among us never set out to be great. They became great by virtue of accolades as a result of their achievements. Liberals, on the other hand, look at the average American with condescension. Don't think the average American has what it takes. 
The average American is stupider than the liberal. The average American doesn't have the ambition or the wherewithal to overcome these odds. And besides, they make a victim out of everybody. And they they do this by saying, well, that black doesn't have a chance because of racism and white people. The illegal doesn't have a chance because of the nativist uh, and protectionist among us. Women don't have a chance because of sexism uh, and so forth. And, and so the liberal mindset and construct of people is entirely negative. It's condescending. It is arrogant. And it is almost uh, hold people in contempt. Conservatism is just the opposite. Now, everything descends from that. When liberals get power politically and start putting together policy, what's the policy going to be? Empower government because those schlubs out there cannot live their lives properly uh, happily without us. Senior citizens won't eat. The poor won't get off the soup lines. Uh, the only people that make it big are the rich. And we've got to find a way to take away from them what they've worked for. Conservatism, when it gets power and starts defining policy, you get things like welfare reform, which is rooted in the belief that people who work, which is where many people derive their identity, will experience achievement and pride, will be motivated to go even further. And you can take this simple definition of conservatism versus liberalism and apply it to virtually any aspect in the political spectrum, and you'll see that it applies. So it's not complicated at all to explain the difference. This is what has been missing in Republican Party politics, philosophically, for way too many years and needs to return. More coming up right after this. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. You're listening to our Best of Christmas show. Looking back with Rush... And looking forward with Clay and Buck. Next up, a Rush favorite that became a Clay and Buck favorite, too. Brian Kilmeade. He is a Fox News host and author of The President and the Freedom Fighter, Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and their battle to save America's soul. Brian, great to, see, great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. I'm honored to be on your last show of the year. Yeah, man, it's a good one. It's a good one. And uh, we're happy to have such esteemed guests today. So, Brian, I, w- I want to start. we got a couple questions in the news world before we dive into the book, which I am hearing people love. So congrats on that. New York City. You're a New York guy like me, or I think you're a Long Island guy, born and raised, aren't you? Or at least I know yep. you live in the New York area. Um, yeah. You're seeing what's going on here. We were promised something that feels very different for this winter time. What do you make of it, given that the COVID surge is hitting pretty hard? Well, put it this way. We've already been educated and stopped taking care of us. We get it. I already saw how it works. We've been to Florida, been to Tennessee. I understand. We understand uh, how to keep ourselves safe. We know the risk. We know if we have an underlying condition. I know if I'm overweight. I know if I'm an older person that uh, has to worry about certain things. I got it. Uh, I really have a huge problem with the, the way uh, the president, his abrasive way in which he's attacking this, the mandate, um, the all-or-nothing attitude, and uh, Anthony Fauci all over the place. Again, with this variant, we hear about this variant. The scary thing is it's not if they kept saying the thing is it's, it looks like it's impervious to the, uh, to the vaccine. Okay. Now we say not only is it not impervious to the vaccine, we think we got to get a booster. Really? For a vaccine that wasn't supposed to work? Didn't the South Africans tell us that it didn't work against the vaccine? So I feel like they're just winging it. I think there's a lot of truth to that, Brian. Uh, This is Clay. Appreciate uh, you coming on. 
this show. I've done your shows yeah. for a while now, Fox and Friends, among others. And uh, I saw Tucker. I know you've been in the news this week. I'm sure it was interesting for you to see suddenly that Liz Cheney is reading text messages that you sent uh, a year ago. And as soon as I saw it, I said, man, people are going to attack this. But I actually think this is good because it shows that Brian's being consistent. And I can't believe this didn't get more attention. In the same way that Buck and I said, hey, if you're rioting, looting, pillaging in any way for any political cause, you should be prosecuted. And what I was impressed by is Fox News prognosticators had consistent positions no matter what the political motivation was. What's it been like to kind of be through the car wash with your text messages coming out? And what did you think about the media coverage surrounding that? Well, you're right. I mean, I don't know if I don't expect you to know where I stood on this. I I barely remember where everyone else stood, but I just know that CNN runs one uh, January 6th every day, 50 minutes of every hour. No doubt. And I would say this. I'm watching this unfold. One thing I said to Pete Hegseth, as we were saying goodbye to him, he was covering the rally. And I said, Pete, where are they going? He goes, they go to the Capitol. I go, that's not going to be good. Now, I didn't know where Rouge, I went ran up. I have six minutes to go do my radio show. So I run up there, and I'm putting the sound up in the breaks like you guys probably do when you see news break during, you know, or a story break while you're doing the show. Now at least one of you can split off and probably get to it. But on, I have cuts on January 6th. There is nothing patriotic about taking down the American flag and putting on the Trump flag. If you are sitting in Nancy Pelosi's office with your face exposed, especially arrested, there's nothing good about this. At the same time, I care about the country. I'm saying to myself, do they not realize at the White House what's going on? So I have Mark Meadows' cell, and I texted him, and I texted Kaylee, and I texted Mark Short. I want to know, number one, for my show, I want to know what's going on. Number two, I want to stop. I I do not want to see our capital raided. I don't want to see our stuff destroyed. I don't want to see cops abused. And, yeah, was was there possibly people on the inside? Were there... The Donnie Brasco infiltration inside the Proud Boys, perhaps more than likely. Yes, the FBI does undercover work. So does the NYPD. So does every police force listening to me. They get in plain clothes and they'll infiltrate. I get it. But there's no excuse for it. And I thought that was consistent. And if I could play a role in stopping it, I would do it. If I was there, I would have I would have went out of my way to stop it. Brian, I thought it blew up on Liz Cheney because I think she thought she was going to embarrass Fox News, Laura Ingram, Donald Trump Jr., uh, Sean Hannity. I thought Tucker said it really well on his show, which is all this showed is that in private, Fox News employees sound pretty much the same as they do in public, which is to me the true test of authenticity. Hey, guys, I I text Liz Cheney. I'm friendly with Liz Cheney. I have nothing against Liz Cheney. She was a contributor here. I've known her since her dad was vice president. Not, I'm not saying we're, we're hanging out, but she's a true conservative who I thought was able to understand that Trump was different and that you know you got to take the good with the bad, speak up when you want to. But for the most part, you see what life is like without him. That's the alternative. Look at the hell we're in right now by incompetent people with their own agenda who could care less about this country. They just want to, uh, they just want to green it out and they want to socialize it out. That's the alternative. He was the only guy that could have won. And my feeling is I went back and forth with Liz Cheney the whole time. So I was surprised that she would – I shouldn't be. I'm naive. I was surprised that she would go out of her way to blindside me without even saying, listen, you're, Mark Meadows handed over stuff. Your name's on it. 
But I, I guess I'm naive like that. Yeah. Well, once so, you betray your once you betray your own side, unfortunately, Brian, betraying individuals on that side becomes a whole lot easier. So you're being very kind to Liz Cheney. I, you must be I, laughing. I, I feel I feel a little. Uh, uh, I, I don't have any relationship with her. And I don't think we're going to anytime soon. But I appreciate your loyalty to somebody that you know personally. Because I feel the same. I always tell Clay this: I do not attack my friends on air, and I tell everybody if they're if someone's a friend that I I just I'm upfront about it. But we're speaking to Brian Kilmeade, Fox News host, author of The President and the Freedom Fighter, Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and their battle to save America's soul. Brian, people love the book. I, I've gotten folks ask me to have you on just to talk about the book. Can you tell us a bit about about that right now? And look, we're going yeah. to the holiday season. People are looking for gifts. They're also looking for things to read on their own to you know, sit back, relax, and uh, dive into history. Why this story? Why do folks need to know? Well, number one, you know, sometimes if you have a book that you like, but it just doesn't fit with the format. If I was doing a sports book outside, uh, I know, Clay, you love sports especially. Yeah. I would feel kind of bad coming on, but this is right out of the news. I mean, if you want to talk about what's wrong with CRT and why the 1619 Project should be on the fiction side, what if I told you exactly what Frederick Douglass lived through, what he overcame, the abolitionist he combined with, and Lincoln, the abject poverty kid who has had one year total formal education was able to overcome it all and rise up in the most explicable form you'd almost think it's fiction but i was able to look at every speech that lincoln gave everything that he wrote and frederick douglas had a newspaper the north star and wrote for the liberator another abolitionist newspaper and wrote his biography seven years after leaving uh, after fleeing for freedom so i was able to put me right back into the 1840s 1850s and the backdrop is the Civil War. So if you want to find out America's original sin, I don't duck it. Nobody should. Slavery's terrible. There's no redeeming qualities. We also didn't have the market cornered on it. Every continent had it. We fought a war to get rid of it. Reconstruction was uneven. So through their eyes, through their words, through the imperfect nature of America at the time, it was America was not living up to its constitution. It didn't have to be torn apart. It had to live up to the ideals that it wrote down. And that's what you see. You also see people without any connections come out of nowhere to rise up at exactly the right time with the exactly right character to bring us through the toughest times. Now, listen, Frederick Douglass was going at it with Lincoln. Lincoln didn't return fire. We don't really know what Lincoln thought of Douglass. But when Douglass found his way to the White House, he waited online five minutes before Lincoln summoned him and a friendship took root. Brian, I, I am a huge history nerd. Buck is, too, and I know you are as well in terms of all the great books that you've yeah. been putting out there. In times of national crisis, I find history to be much more compelling oftentimes than the current events. And let me explain why, and I'm curious if you agree. Because if you study history, you can recognize that we have been through, as a nation and certainly as a world, far more difficult and challenging times than whatever Absolutely. may be going on in the present. And many times we lose perspective in the day-to-day -day battles that we fight. Does that help you as you write these history books to have a longer scale version of the historical context and to have better perspective as a result? Well, I mean, to both of you, how many times have people say we've never been more polarized? How many yeah. times have people told you, well, we're going to come the apart at the seams? Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, get a perspective. The reason why you want to take these men and women uh, and, you know, people who are critical of Susan B. Anthony and others, they, you want to take these men down off their pedestals because you have no perspective of the time in which they lived. You cannot put them in the same ideals in 2021 that they lived in 1776, 1783, and in this case, 1860. 
So, oh, Lincoln made some statements that today we would find racist because he did not think the races were equal. By the time he evolved at 56 years old, I, I really, judging by his actions, you'd be hard-pressed to make an argument that he did not think they were equal. He grew up in a time in which they told him that we lived differently. The education was not the same. But guys like Benjamin Franklin, a genius. Benjamin Franklin had slaves. He was the smartest man on the planet at the time. He evolved to become an abolitionist. That's called growing up. What do people listening to me right now, do you, if you're listening to me and you're 50 or 60, do you, want, do, you, do you really think you have a better moral compass now than you did in your 20s and your teens? Of course. What's the difference between these historic figures? Understand where this country was, the time in which they lived, and then you'll understand why they're on a pedestal and they mean so much to our country. Brian Kilmeade to Fox News. Check out his book, The President and the Freedom Fighter, Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and their battle to save America's soul. Brian, our buddy, thanks for being with us, man. We appreciate it. Congratulations on all your success, guys. Enjoy enjoy Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you, Brian. Same Thanks to so you much. and your family. This is the Best of Christmas Show with Rush, Clay, and Buck. From our EIB family to yours. Merry Christmas and God bless. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. A new form of broadcast excellence inspired by Rush on the EIB Network. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last 
with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. As you're home with family and friends this Christmas, remember there's no family like the EIB family. Adam in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Hello. Hello, Rush. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Merry Christmas. And, sir, you are definitely family to me. Uh, no, it's not Open Lines Friday, but I need to tell you uh, what I mean by family. Um, grow up, lifelong listener. Thanks to my father, Jeffrey, and my grandfather, Monroe. Um, we've always listened to you, and my grandfather was fortunate enough to go see you live in your studio. Oh, a TV show, uh, yeah. Passed, yeah. He uh, passed away when I was in high school, and when I think of him, I can picture him clearly. I picture him in your studio looking up at the monitors like he's not supposed to look in his lips. Three years ago, I was driving with my wife after a particularly rough year. Uh, turned on the radio, and you were there. Started to tear up, and my wife said, what's going on? I said, because when I listen to Rush, when I listen to you, I remember my grandfather and I remember my father, who lives in South Carolina. And every time I hear you, we're all three together. Your voice, sir, transcends time and space. And whether you're listening in heaven or you're listening on this earth, we all thank you. That is uh, heart-stopping. That's, that's, uh, that's incredible. I don't know what to say. I just have this profound appreciation. I'm glad you got through, and I really, really do. Uh, appreciate very much all of that. Here is Vaughn in Columbiana, Ohio. Great to have you. As I'm standing here looking at the snow and contemplating the season, a question comes up. Uh, back in the early or mid-90s, you introduced your audience to Mannheim Steamroller. And I'm about a year older than you, Rush, and, and I've, like you, I've, I have come to uh, acquire a fair amount of hearing loss, certainly nothing like you have. But I was able to mitigate it somewhat with um, with conventional hearing aids that I'm able to that I'm able to control with a Bluetooth uh, connection and that sort of thing. But it's been evident over the years, listening to your bumper music and the way you the way you brought us Mannheim Steamroller and all that, that that you're a fan of good music. And I'm wondering, with your cochlear implants, uh, are you able to to enjoy music at all like you used to be able to? Well, I can if it's music that I new before I lost my hearing. So in the case of in the case of Mannheim Steamroller, yeah. But the way it works is I'm actually not hearing it. My memory is supplying memories based on the uh, audio stimulation that I am getting. And so th- that that's why I can only listen to music and recognize music that I knew before I lost my hearing. Music uh-huh. that I've never heard before all sounds the same note. I cannot distinguish a low piano note from a high piano note, for example. 
violins, strings, sound like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. Uh, I need close captioning even to follow audio in a movie or TV show because the music and the soundtrack will be so loud and distracting that uh, without without close captioning, I'll never even hear 30% of what's being said on any TV show. But as to music, if as long as you have your natural hearing and as long as it's being amplified with hearing aids, you're not... You're, you're not going to suffer anywhere near the type of loss of ability to enjoy music that somebody who has totally lost their hearing will. You'll still be able to hear it exactly as it was. You just may need to turn it up. Uh, and depending on the nature of hearing loss, you might lose the ability to hear certain frequencies high or low. But but again, your memory will take over. If it's, if it's music you're familiar with, like Mannheim Steamroller, I predict that you'll be able to get enough of it to thoroughly enjoy it like you always have. Hey, I, after hearing you describing the the, the the amount of hearing that you lost, I'll, you won't hear me complain about mine. That's a, that's, a, that's a profound amount of hearing loss. So I'll just have to tell you one quick instance and I'll let you go. I, I vividly remember the first time you signed off. I think it was either Christmas Eve or the day or so before Christmas when you signed off your third hour and played Silent Night. That moved me to the point I had to pull off the road. And I want to thank you for that. So yeah. Merry Christmas, Rush. Thanks for taking my call. Well, you bet. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Vaughn. Uh, Mannheim Steamroller, a uh, version of Silent Night's instrumental, uh, which is, is what makes it all the more powerful, is the way uh, Chip Davis and his gang have uh, been able to take an instrumental piece of music and, as it plays, increase the power in the perception of the listener and the the crescendo of that tune uh is is what is what jerks the tears so we always try to back time it so that it ended specifically and precisely right at the end of a break um it was it was it, it still is it is uh a piece of music that has a profound impact on the people who uh have heard it, or even if you're hearing it for the first time, Silent Night, Mannheim Steamroller, it's one of the first or second uh, Christmas album CDs. But again, Vaughn, thank you much. Appreciate it. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. 
America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. Exploreminnesota.com backslash live.